GM, GM, good morning, good morning. What's the day today? Hold on. Monday, Monday, September 26, 2022. Look at that. Another beautiful day to have a beautiful day. It's a new week. Get up and get it. The month of September is almost over. Oh my. Look at that. We're already there. Q4 is right around the corner. And you know what? It's, it's, it's going to be crazy. So get ready. Because <laughs> there's going to be a whole ride. Mando, Ovi, what's up, y'all? GM. GM, man, how are you? You're right. right. September has just flown by. Like, Ovi's wedding was, was like no time ago, was it? And that was right at the Dude, start of the month. Wasn't that like six months ago? That's crazy. Unbelievable. Crazy. Unbelievable how quick it's going. Probably because I... we're having such a good time doing the show, eh? Dude, yeah, well, that's, that does help. <laughs> that. I gotta say that the the show does help uh, get through uh, get through the the days, especially this bear uh, a little better. Not gonna lie, keeps us busy. <laughs> but it's uh, it's it's true, man. Time flies. I mean, woke up this morning and looked at the date, and I was like, holy, September twenty sixth. My God, it's um, it's wild, honestly. But uh, I guess it's a good thing, right? Because uh, could be the reverse, and time could be going by very slow, which would mean that we're not entertained or not doing much so i guess i'll take that right i guess we'll take that <laughs> golden what's up gm wait hold on where's golden he was just there see him maybe he's rugged <laughs> simon gm gm what's going on what's up man where were you at last week i i, I was traveling uh nana was in the hospital i know i saw uh, sorry about that yeah She's almost up there, but uh, yeah, back on the East Coast. So I like uh, these ten thirty wake ups are a lot better than the seven thirty ones. I'll say that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the show at ten thirty is perfect. I mean, timing wise for me, I love it. You know, got time to go put a little workout in, uh, and uh, get ready for the show. It all pumped up, and the go, and then go on with the day and just uh, keep on building. Anyways, today on the show, another great show. Um, NFT Macro Daily Summary, little weekend recap. Um, we almost switched the name overnight from Chris to Fry's boys, almost there. Uh, and then, uh, Europe and the UK currency crisis, not great. And, you know, you're seeing all these jokes about soccer and football. So figure maybe Mando and Ovi here, uh, could explain that to you all, uh, in detail so that, you know, uh, everybody can, you know, partake and play in the joke, uh, which is not really a joke because it's not great. Um, then Apple and Disney NFT news. Look at that. It's pretty, uh, pretty wild, eh? I think it was uh, after the show on Friday. All these stuff uh, started popping off. Uh, Disney said to be looking for aggressively for to get in for an aggressive um, NFT uh, plan plans, which is interesting to hear uh, the word aggressive NFT plans. We'll see what that means. And then Apple, Apple, uh, Apple is gonna allow you to you know in store NFTs and whatnot. So. 
Uh, very interesting uh, over there as well. Uh, some, you know, big, you know, big names, big names entering the space. So despite the bear market, you know, seems like uh, we're getting somewhere. So I think, I think we're at the right place. I think so. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> and then we have a special guest today. Nouns Dow explained. We have uh, Tody Hawk and Undead Noun 22, which is like uh, OG, you know, uh, Nouns uh, contributors is going to be joining us and talking to us all things Nouns. You know, obviously, you're all very well aware of the Nouns glasses, pretty popular, uh, CC Zero project and whatnot. It's pretty fun. Uh, and so it's going to be exciting. And then for the rest of the week, we have some incredible guests. I mean, Mando and I spent uh, what, an hour or two yesterday going through a um, list of guests for the week for the next couple of weeks, sending invites out. So, you know, last week we had some really cool guests. I don't know if you guys saw, we've been uploading these clips, but the Yatsu um, show, Mando, seems to be uh, quite a favorite, honestly. Um, it's, uh, wow, that was uh, quite the content there. So if you want to look back, Apple, Spotify, all the major platforms, GNF, GM, NFTs, Rug Radio, that's why you search up and you're going to find some good stuff. Tomorrow, today we have the Nouns fam. Uh, tomorrow we have the, the Tessera fam, so that's Andy D's. Uh, to talk about fractional NFTs. Wednesday, we have Grant Yun. And then Thursday, confirming quite a big guest. And then uh, next week as well, it's going to be wild. So um, a lot of fun people coming on to Rug Radio. And we put a tweet out yesterday with Mando Ovi. Uh, we all shared it. Uh, if there's people you want to recommend to come on the show, you're always welcome to. We're going to do our best uh, to get them on. Anyways, let's get right into it. Let's hear about this market report. But first... Daily Market Report, brought to you by Rub Radio. Yeah, hey guys, I'm pretty, uh, I have to say, I'm pretty surprised by how well everything is holding up um, today. So the thing that I keep looking at every day is interest rates, and they just continue to go higher, like two years now, uh, 4.2%, five years north of 4%. 10 years, like 3.8%. So there's a huge continued sell-off in the interest rate market. Um, equities had a, a weak close on Friday. They were down about 1.7%. But um, it looks like this morning we're up again. We're, we're, we're bouncing back. Um, NASDAQ's up like 1%. And I think both of these are like at the lows of the year or testing the lows of the year. So it's interesting to see them actually bounce back up. Um, like in, in crypto, I'm, again, I'm really surprised at how while everything's holding in, like Bitcoin's still above 19k, ETH is like 13.30. Um, so yeah, like given all the the bad news and rhetoric that we're seeing over the last few days, um, both equities and crypto, I think, have held up pretty well. I would say I would attribute that to what we've discussed uh, recently about positioning maybe being a bit too defensive or people being short or everyone already expecting bad things. So maybe um, because the positioning has already um, been set, you're not really seeing like as big a sell-off as we as we would expect. Um, the biggest thing that everyone is talking about, obviously, in the last couple of days, is uh, the pound, the Great British pound uh, or sterling um, selling off. That's on the back of um, there's a new prime minister and then a, a new chancellor of the exchequer who basically sets the budget. And the UK has planned a bunch of tax cuts. It's like basically tax cuts for rich people over the next 12 months. And as a result everyone's wondering like where all this money is going to come from um and that's why uk interest rates have sold off massively and that's why the pound also also sold off massively it's actually i can't really think of like a worse start for a prime minister she's been in 
control for like a week and she's caused the the pound to drop to its lowest level in 37 years so um that's kind of like a not great start but that's what's happening there that's the story there um it actually seems like it's the pound has actually bounced off the lows versus the euro but obviously it's very still very low versus the dollar um and i think that's kind of it like the rhetoric is still pretty weak but um stuff is actually holding in pretty well i think because of positioning the next bit of news that we get is going to be uh payrolls data next friday so not this friday but next friday and that will give us a, an insight or a snapshot of how well uh the labor market and therefore like the u.s economy is doing i think there's going to be a lot of folks on that number this time because that number has been so strong or ahead of expectations for the last two or three weeks has given the fed a, a leash or a license to be hawkish and aggressive by increasing interest rates so that number is strong again uh next week or is a beat I think that's pretty bad for markets. Um, if that number comes in weak, then you, people will start to think about um, uh, or maybe start to have ideas about maybe the Fed having some kind of like path to becoming less aggressive or, or, or um, less hawkish. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. Ovi, that sounds depressing. Um, but <laughs> did you see like a more uplifting? Did you guys see the speech the Italian uh, new prime minister gave? Like, have you watched that yet? Yeah, I did this morning. That that kind of got me pumped up, and I'm not even from Italy. I mean, I'm not pumped up about anything going on in Europe, I'm not going to lie. So, um, you know, there's no speech that will pump me up right now uh, about anything going on. Uh, but... <laughs> yeah, I think... Um, we, need, we need the Herb Brooks speech. <laughs> she's definitely passionate. Um, I, think, I think she's like uh, a no, nationalistic party, but... Yeah, that's that's the the so the the, the pound is doing really badly today because of what Ovi just said. But then the euro is also now down to ninety six cents on the on the dollar, um, and that is because of her being elected. Everyone's scared that Italy might now turn into like a a bit of a basket case. So I think the yields on Italian government bonds have, have like skyrocketed today. The like to to give her like a sense like the UK two year is one hundred and fifty bips wider in a week. That's like one of the biggest moves. I don't know. I don't think we've ever seen a move that big, right, OSF? It's, no, it's crazy huge, how big some of these yeah. moves are. Yeah. It's uh yeah, it's insane. Like the thing the thing about moves in the interest rate market is I think um the average person like doesn't really follow it. Like no one really follows US treasuries or, or gilts, um, or bunds or whatever and because people don't necessarily invest in it from like a retail perspective no one can really like fathom what these moves mean or like how big they are but like this stuff is huge it's crazy like it's it's these moves are bigger than like any moves that michael and i ever saw in like 10 like in our 10-year trading careers um and they're at levels that we never saw in our 10-year trading careers as well so it's really really insane and sometimes i'm just like why are equities not lower like why is crypto not lower but you know, it's, this, this has been coming for a long time now. Maybe everyone's positioned for it because everyone's been expecting it for so long. Like this has been like a, this year has been like a slow bleed bear market. It wasn't like COVID where it's like this initial surprise impact. It's just been like a slow bead. Um, but yeah, these the, the, the levels in the interest, interest rate markets like across the world, not just the UK, not just the US, across the world are just insane right now. Well, how, how, does, how does that, um, you know, stupid question here, but I guess that's the question people want to know is like, how does something like that fix itself? Like, how do you just like, you know, we hear about the euro, you hear about the pound, you hear about everything. Obviously, like the economy globally is not great and it takes time. But like, 
how do you like how does something that you can get better like what would it require for these governments to do for like even that to start like bouncing back to perhaps where it was so so part of this is is to do with weakness in the uk and europe but a large part of this is actually also just to do with like strength in the dollar and the fact that the the us is able to raise interest rates so how, how it works is on a, on a global basis, let's say the UK, the US raises interest rates to what looks like it's going to be close to four to five percent. Then money comes into the to, to the US economy because people want to um, use up their savings rates. So let's say you get you're assuming that you can buy US risk free bonds at like four to five percent. Everywhere in the world will will rush rush their money into the US to buy those to to buy bonds, um, and that will cause the dollar to strengthen. And as U.S. interest rates have continued to go wider. That's just meant this, it's a much, much stronger um, dollar has happened, right? Global flows of money are flowing into the U.S. to buy dollars because interest rates in, dollar, in dollars is high right now. Um, and what this is also saying is that nowhere, nowhere else in the world is really able to raise interest rates as high. So, like, what we've said on this, this, this um, show before is that, like, Europe can't raise its interest rates that high. U.K. can't. Um, pretty much every other domestic, um, uh, I would say, developed uh, world economy can't really raise interest rates to that high. So the U.S. is now just seeing incredible strength. And this is also coming at a time where you're seeing um, stock markets sell off globally, which normally needs, leads to people to rush back into dollars as well. And you're seeing high inflation as well in these like higher inflation in these countries, which aren't in the uh, which aren't the U.S., even higher than it is in the U.S. So if the U.S. is getting eight percent right now inflation, I think Europe, in particular um, Germany, which is like the powerhouse, is seeing double digits. The U.K. I think was at ten percent. So you're seeing higher inflation and lower interest rates, which is just creating this scenario where people want to have their money in dollars. So how this fixes itself is really if we start to see inflation come down in the um in the u.s because then hopefully the fed can start reducing interest rates and uh the world economy can kind of fix itself but for now it doesn't feel like they're going to do that it doesn't feel like they're going like this is what this everyone got so um wild up about last week because it sounds like they're going to continue to raise interest rates for a while so this this concept of strong dollar couldn't couldn't continue for a long long time because the U.S. has the ability to raise interest rates, and nowhere else really can, and that's a much broader, much broader reason why other places can't raise their interest rates as high. But it's mainly because the U.S. has been growing much faster than um, than most other developed economies. So they're they're able they get that extra leeway to be able to do this. So now it's getting to the stage where you've seen some incredibly drastic moves now in in the sterling and in, and in euro, and these aren't small economies like. Um, the euro areas and UK are both, you know, I think would make it into the top top five economies in the world, right? Um, so these are huge, huge economies that this is happening to, and also big trading partners with the US. So there's there are worries now that this could lead to bigger issues. Because um, think about think about right now, if you're in the U- UK or a UK company, not only not in the US, like the price of the oil has gone up and you've seen prices go up at the at like petrol prices and all that sort of stuff here it's done the same but we also have the currency impact so like we're facing dollar 
dollar rising costs and dollar is also we're also getting hurt in the dollar so it's like that extra you know kick in the teeth so it's really really painful for some of these economies um which aren't in the u.s right now and that could cause contagion and that's what people are starting to worry about well i think uh do Quan up here is the new uh head of monetary policy I've heard something <laughs> about an algorithm algorithmic kill you so funny bro <laughs> I saw that pin. <laughs> you guys seen the pin tweet, Mando? <laughs> I love that. Kelly was so fucking funny. Um, <laughs> I told him to hop on in the morning for the market recaps here. He's going to try. Um, that's a really good market rundown. Now, I'm happy you're talking about that, guys. Cause, and I have to ask that because we talk about this a lot. It's kind of become a running joke and meme. You know, we love to turn things into memes into the NFT space to avoid the pain. Uh, and it helps a lot, not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> maybe it's a form of denial, uh, but it's uh, it's uh, it's good to hear it. So I'm really happy you guys uh, broke it down this morning and what's going on with uh, you know all these uh, all these currencies. Do you guys see like you guys? How do you guys see this uh, playing out for the rest of the year? And as we're entering Q4, literally like at the end of this week, I think it, I think it's gonna. I think we're gonna have more of the same. Like I think trading will be choppy. Like. <laughs> I'm going to sound dumb saying this, but we could go lower from here. We could go higher, but... And um, we could go sideways. Yeah, or we could go sideways. But I think it's... I think we're just going to see more of the same. I think there are some risks. Like, there are some risks of everything just falling out of bed. And, like, the, the like I'm actually not really worried about the US. I think the US is in a good spot. And I actually think there's a path for it to get inflation under control. There's a path for the Fed to um, stop raising. And there's a path to, like, a, a better economic situation there. But... Europe is just like so fucked on so many levels and the problem is like it's such a big continent um, that it can have contagion effects for the whole market and like if you look back in 2011 there was this huge Europe crisis with the peripheral countries and like it caused the entire market to sell off now arguably like the entire market already has sold off but you know stocks are still relatively elevated versus where they have been over the last three or four years I would say so I don't know like I think um, my guess is like we don't see a market rebound until maybe like the second half of next year at the earliest i think that's when i would expect like the fed being able to start communicating like um the the point at which they could potentially pivot and i think and hope we see much lower inflation by then but i don't know how europe gets fixed and it's just a question of like if um what's going on in europe affects like the broader markets or people just start to like not care about it or you know only only specific things that are hit by it get affected but not the whole market i'm not really sure but uh like theoretically what's going on in europe shouldn't really affect like crypto or tech stocks or anything like that but it's just a market sentiment thing yeah it's um <clears throat> we'll see how things play out it's definitely uh it's definitely gonna take a while but if you think you've taken a vacation off this winter in the europe and you have us dollars now's the time now's the time definitely uh Definitely a good time to go out there and, uh, <clears throat> sorry guys, for visiting Europe. Wow, what's going on with me today? Okay, so, on the NFT side, Mando, I'm going to go to you. But you know what? I kind of miss playing your jingle, so give me a second over here. GMGM. <laughs> GM. Yeah, it's been an okay weekend, I think, for NFTs again. Like, it's mainly been led by board apes and, and mutants being higher on the back of, um, well, it, they've been rallying for a bit, but I think it's it's 
the confirmation that staking is going to happen in, in a month's time and people looking to play um, the economics into that. So I think uh, Bordeaux went up to about 83.5, Newton's up to about 16.5, and, um, and that's kind of meant that everything felt relatively healthy. Uh, there was a big run on Rec Guy. <laughs> Rec Guy went up to uh, 0.5, 0.5 floor, I think, um, which was which was good to see over a quiet weekend. Um, and then I think Ferocious sold a one of one, or Ferocious one of one sold like a 2020 edition for like 220 ETH on the art side. Um, Azuki kind of dropped dropped below 10 because they didn't uh, actually make an announcement. I think people were expecting the announcement. Uh, on Friday, that seems to have been delayed or not, not really even um, spoken about. So those are kind of hanging now below nine. I think a lot of people are playing into that announcement. Um, yeah, Renga's Renga's back above, decently above one. That's been very active over the last over the weekend. That got to uh, 1.25, and then blocks continuing to trade. Like we saw the run up in in Fidenza's, um Chromy Squiggles are now up to 11 and a half. So. Some of the core up, I think a ringer's trade, which was the first time in a while, that floor is now up to 55. So decent decent volumes kind of coming back into art blocks, nothing crazy, but uh, enough to, to keep the, the main collections active. Dude, I love seeing Squiggles run every now and then, and it keeps running. Like, it's just like, it's been steady. So it's back. A lot of sales over the last 24 hours, actually, on the on the Squiggle side. Uh, so yeah, close to 12. Um, it's been good to see the apes run. Uh, what are you there? You said 83. It's, uh, wow. It's actually impressive how well, I know you guys said it's impressive how well the crypto market in general is held up in this broader economy, which is awful. <laughs> it's very true. And it's also impressive how certain assets within the NFT space have held up as well. Um, and so the apes just staying above 80 ETH is, um, is extremely impressive. I think punks are what, 64 ETH. So they've kind of like, been in that area uh, mm. for a minute now. Uh, and yeah, like you said, you know, Renga's sticking there. Uh, clones are above six. On the Azuki front, we've seen quite a pullback because the news never came out on Friday. Uh, but there was a bl- the Block article um, claiming that uh, Azuki, it says, I'll just read the, the title, which says, Azuki creator closes in on 30 million fundraise sources. Uh, Chiru Labs, creator of the Azuki NFT collection, is closing on a $30 million Series A raise. The round comes just a week after fellow NFT project Doodles bagged $54 million from venture capitalists. Uh, so it's uh, it's saying that uh, one of the sources suggested that the bulk of the funds are already committed and that the round is uh, is in between $300 to $400 million, uh, and so which, uh, which is pretty much in line with, with a lot of the things that I've heard. Um, yeah. I think people were maybe hoping there was going to be some sort of an airdrop alongside it. So, you know, the time value of money is so high. So I think people, yeah, people sold into the idea they hadn't done the announcement. And then some people were like digging in knives saying, oh, you know, they shouldn't have made, they shouldn't have said they were going to make an announcement and then not didn't. So I mean, just some light FUD, but like, I think it's, it's not really a big deal. Um, and then in the smaller collections, yeah, like you've seen Invisible Friends got to about three ETH again. MF has went up to about 1.2. Oh, um, wow. those, those have been decently trading. Um, Bored and Dangerous, that's up to 0.6 area, I think. A lot yeah. of those trading and, and sap, yeah. Sappy Seals continue to be active. That, those are for about 0.8 now. Well, so. they're always active. Those they're always active. Seals are out there. <laughs> what did you guys do to the red guy? What's going on with red guy? Talk to me about it. I'm, I'm reading some stuff. Ovi's trying to like have his long hair like me and everything. Um, you know, I'm seeing I, think a lot it... of, I got tagged a bunch on Twitter over the weekend. What's going on? 
<laughs> it, it was doing all right, and then Ovi posted a video of him skateboarding, and everything just seemed to go crazy. <laughs> Wait, Ovi, did you have a skateboarder um, like phase as well? Yeah, of course. I uh, I po- fuck Render posted a tweet saying, um, uh, "Who's who's skates in the Web Free World?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, I skate." <laughs> and yeah. I posted a video. I posted a little video. Actually, yeah, fuck renders. We up should pin it. Stuff. We should pin it. You should please pin it. Um, fuck renders up to some really cool stuff. I uh, was skateboarding. He's been doing. He's been working on it for a minute. Um, really excited for him. Um, and then the fellas, the fellas are up, like almost back to one ETH. I love to see that. They're working very hard. I mentioned them, I think, on the last show. Um, Pudgy's still above three. Go to Mint Pass is up ten percent. Um, good to see. Uh, but yeah, just a bunch of bunch of stuff moving man it's uh did you guys hear about that the 50 punks of solana oh yeah yeah yeah. so i shared that yesterday so basically um 9x 9x9 who's the founder of the open dow and the the infamous uh sos airdrop oh man take me back take me back uh <laughs> from at this moment i felt a little bit of euphoria uh and uh okay you guys remember airdrop season um and so he they, they're launching a so they have a he has a this like alt account for his solana uh alter ego let's call it that hge and so they built like this project called abc community which is doing really well over there um on the on the solana side um and they have this this uh mark i'm interested in that so they have a marketplace that they're working on called how swap um, and you know, you know that on the Solana side is heavily magic Eden dominated, of course. Uh, but it, I think it's interesting the way he's approaching it. And there's obviously someone who's built, uh, before who's injected quite a lot of liquidity in the space, um, and who's done a lot. So I'm actually genuinely curious about what he's doing. Um, and then anyways, they basically, <laughs> well, they, they bridged 50 crypto punks, like actual real crypto punks on Ethereum that he's bought. Uh, they, <laughs> they bridged 50 of them, uh, to Solana. So now there's 50 of the crypto pods are now uh, living on the Solana blockchain. So curious to see what he does with them. I don't know what you guys think about that, but we'll see. I mean, I'm just curious. I'm like, what the hell is he going to do with it? Yeah, I think that's cool. I like, like, I, don't really I like the I, fact that he's... Go ahead, man. No, no, I, I, I didn't really have much to add. Like, I just think, yeah, that's... There's been talk about it going the other way, right? I remember when Solana was doing terribly... Frank Digos was like, oh, yeah, we might, you know, if every if something went really badly, we could port to ETH. And I, I don't really see there's any difference, any issue with, like, wrapping up a NFT and, and moving it to another chain. What, you, what were you saying, Golden? It just seems like he's taking a, a storytelling approach with it, too, like, by making log entries and storytelling NFTs. Yeah, it's going to play out with the 50 punks of Solana, so it'll be interesting. Yeah. They made an account, right? And I sh- so if you guys go scroll through my account, if you're listening, you go, you can see it. I, uh, I, I shared it. I, I think it's funny. I was talking about it in the punks chat yesterday. We'll see what happens. I think it's hilarious that he's doing that. Um, and but I'm curious about his marketplace as a whole because obviously, like, I like to see more marketplaces than people thinking about perhaps like disrupting in a different way in their ecosystem. So we'll see what happens there. Um, let me see. I mean, things are still moving over there. You know, you have. But still, like, Magic Eden has just been, like, doing 3 to $4 million of volume in 24 hours every day. Uh, so it's been moving a lot. While on Ethereum, we're looking at, what, 20-something million dollars. Uh, so it's uh, it's not bad, you know? So things are moving on Solana, on Solana side as well. Um, just a lot of minting and stuff. You know what it reminds me of, honestly? Because I, I obviously I follow a lot of that 
people from the ecosystem and I interact with a lot of them as well. Um, it's it, it really like a lot of the narrative there sometimes when I see new projects. So like, oh, I love the vibe of this community. Oh, this trait, like they have nice traits and this nice art and stuff. It reminds me of us like uh, earlier on, like on the, on and last summer we were looking at and judging like a whole like team or whatever based on like how nice like the, the, the PFPs looked and whatnot and what we thought they would be building. So it's like, it's really interesting to see, like you can see it slowly like growing in the ecosystem over there, but there's still, I think it's like, it's gonna, it's gonna go through probably like, I think uh, that it's gonna go through probably like some similar phases that we've been through on the Ethereum side of things. And it's not a knock on it. It's just like part of growth and maturity. It's just gonna happen. Uh, but I look at it sometimes and it's, it's working. Like you have, you could get some winners over there. It's much cheaper uh, than on Ethereum as well. So um, we'll see what happens there. Um, and besides that, I think, I think it's about it. I mean, things are, things are, you know, slowly creeping up for a few projects and, uh, hopefully Ethereum doesn't shit the bed and, uh, and sticks around somewhere around there and, uh, and we can keep slowly grinding up. But anyway, so another, another news, um, there was two big, um, two big players, two very, very, very big names that are, uh, starting to, um, <clears throat> starting to enter the space, um, First of all, I'm reading here a Cointelegraph uh, headline. Disney seeks corporate lawyer for emerging technologies and NFTs. And I think I shared an article um, over the weekend, which was talking about how they're looking for, you know, to aggressively enter the NFT space and, uh, and work in the blockchain space. And then you have Apple. Apple will allow apps selling NFTs on its app store. So really, um, really interesting here to see, uh, to see these players um, uh, enter in. Ovi, Amanda, what are your thoughts here? I think um, Disney's, Disney's been in NFTs for a while, right? Yeah, they've so, done stuff with V, right? Yeah, so Disney, Disney's, th this is, now, it has done stuff with VV, I would still say, versus the amount of IP they have and the size of the firm, considering that you could, you would expect them to be one of the biggest beneficiaries of, of using IP in this space. I still think it's been relatively small, what they've, what they've done so far. Um, VV has a lot of, lot of people on their, on their platform, but, you know, it's Disney, like Disney, we're talking about immersive metaverses and and games and just general IP like films, whatever. Like they can do so much. So I think um, I think it's interesting to say like this is just a hire. You know, who knows what this means? But aggressive NFT and DeFi plans does sound interesting. Um, and they have they have so much IP, right? They um, they own ESPN, they own um, they own Marvel. Like they just have so much they could do in this. I'll, space. I'll pin this map up. I uh, pinned like two pens back this whole thread I wrote a while back about Disney. Um, but if you just look at this most recent one, you can see how many companies they actually own. And it is insane. And we're thinking, they're definitely coming in. Like, without a doubt, you hit it spot on with Vive. They've been doing that for a while. I think, remember, they announced like their most recent um, accelerator program where it was like six, seven companies in the uh, metaverse type shape. So they're coming in hard. I believe they also made a deal with Polygon that was into the accelerator program, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I remember uh, covering that. Yeah, so it's it's massive, and I'm under the. I I can't imagine them going on a decentralized platform though. I mean, Disney is the original people that made copyright law. If you look at this, how much they own, they it's the mouse house for a reason. Like I guarantee you, they end up buying their own chain that's already out there. It could be Dapper. Uh, maybe Vive if they ever actually open up where you can cash out. Nothing against Vive. I, I've heard you can't. 
um, maybe mutable. I get hundred percent seeing them buy one uh, or create their own from scratch. And there's no way it's decentralized in my opinion, but that doesn't mean it's bad for the overall digital asset and crypto market because, you know, just as top shot onboarded millions of hundreds of thousands of people, imagine how many people will get onboarded with Disney. Yeah. I think Disney for Dapper has been out like as a rumor for a long, long time, hasn't it? Because Dapper has like the full suite. It has a lot of the mass market, apps which people use and it also has its own blockchain and i think vv's built on immutable um so there's no gas fees there but flow um obviously is a very very low gas fee um chain as well so yeah that, that could definitely happen and it'll be interesting to see what they do it would be amazing if they if they make a bigger push into this space i think it would really validate a lot of what what's happening in terms of how to build ip um how dare then- they how dare they get into the evil NFT and crypto space. How dare they ruin the environment like that? They're buying, they're buying cool cats. That's what I heard. <laughs> Don't get me in trouble over here. Uh, they also had their, also like... Greedy uh... or not my thoughts. In case of federal investigation, I... <laughs> I'm kidding. What are you saying? <laughs> I mean, like, uh, a few months ago, they, like, showcased their, their AR storytelling thing too where they had like stuff coming out of the tv and they were trying to like paint pictures using ar so i'm sure they're gonna like integrate all of that stuff together without a doubt golden like uh, they've been working on books like that for years like the, the thread row is pretty in depth with everything they've done uh, we could talk about it for hours but we were born people here but at the end of the day between disney and apple although you see uh was it tim sweeney's response uh about Apple coming on, how Disney just keeps on ruining things with their, or Apple keeps on ruining it with their 30% charge. Um, that's another conversation there. Yeah, so on the Apple side, um, on the Apple side, um, they're obviously like, so Apple's getting in. Uh, just gonna, they're going to allow apps uh, selling NFTs uh, on its app store. And then there was a conversation with a 30% charge, right? But the thing is like, on that point, like, first of all, 30% is standard for Apple, like any app. Like if you're doing in-app, you saw the 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 the, um, the famous, you know, Epic Games and Apple lawsuit. I think, is that still going on? Anyways, it's, it's been it's been a while. It's pretty big. Uh, where Epic Games trying to sell in-app purchases and say, well, Apple, we're not giving you your cut. And then they got cut. But the thing with Apple, they've always done that. I like to, um, I think Gabriel Layden. And actually, we want to get this man on, on the show. I think at the end of yesterday. But... Um, from DJ Igaku, right? Limit break and everything. So he said, and I retweeted that thing over the weekend, and he got quite a lot of traffic on his tweet. Um, Apple has decided to let developers sell NFTs inside of game apps. Everyone is focusing on Apple wanting its 30% cut of each transaction without realizing this could put an ETH wallet in every single mobile game onboarding 1 billion plus uh, players. And you know what? Like When you think about it that way, like Apple is always going to have that revenue model. Now, whether they're going to make it or not, that's, you know, I think Apple's in a good place. Uh, but, you know, like, it's it's interesting. You know, at the end of the day, like, more eyes, uh, more adoption, you know, more people getting in the space. Like, to me, like, I'm, I'm always going to take that road when you hear me on the show. Like, and I always have. Like, it's just like, look, like, it's good for us. It's good for the ecosystem. You know, like we're, we're starting to, you know, get away from that whole narrative. Where like NFTs are bad and NFTs are evil and then that or everything is down. Well, look at the market that like we just talked about it. Like everything's down. Everything's bad. The economy's in shambles. Uh, but it's, um, I don't know. I think, uh, I think Apple allowing it is good because sometimes, you know, it's just, 
it's validation. So sometimes it is about that validation, and and you know we're we're early enough in a space that we do need we do still need some of that validation. Validation, though we we all know where we're going. We're all bullish on the tech. We're all bullish on what we're building. But it, I think it doesn't hurt. I don't know uh, what you think, Mando Ovi, on 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 the whole thing. But um, and we'll see how it plays out. But you know, it's interesting, and I think uh, I think we're getting somewhere. Yeah, I think that what's that like ridiculous stat? Like it's eighty percent of US teenagers own iPhones. Like, oh yeah, they, they, they keep gaining market share. Like it's not slowing down. Yeah, like it, we need to have uh, the ability for this to happen anyway. Like I guess thirty percent is high, but it does seem standard for them. Like they've done it for most of their in in app purchases before. I think it's just good that they're they're gonna because we had that issue. I don't even remember when Board Apes tried to release that game on the App Store and it took ages to get through and all this sort of stuff. If they if they're softening their policy on NFTs uh, through their apps, I think that's a that's a really good thing. I, I just know that if you get an NFT on the app and you're buying, uh, go to your computer and don't sell on your iPhone because you don't want the five percent OpenSea, the thirty percent Apple. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that all kind of plays out going forward. And it's I'm cheaper kidding. than Facebook. Remember, remember how much we shit on Facebook Meta when they said was it fifty percent? It does. It does kind of amaze me that. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like some of these guys should should build their own marketplace. Like, uh, it it does still surprise me that that hasn't happened. Yeah, but uh, I guess we'll see. But the thing is, like, I you know, a lot of people are probably gonna like issue free NFTs and whatnot, and you know, so it's like I think I think that's what Gabriel was talking about as well uh, when he's talking about Disney and all that good stuff. Uh, getting into the space and so you know i think um i think i think it'll be just fine it'll be interesting to see uh where things go uh in my opinion um you know it's not like we're gonna go and sell our nfts on apple you know what i mean like it's not we're gonna sell like nfts and apps like us you know like we're never gonna do that but it's 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 gonna be interesting to see how like those games um you know use that and start selling them we'll see i don't even know what that entails does that mean apple is gonna have uh, all the iPhones, like I think we used to talk about that a lot back then. But like, does that mean that all iPhones are gonna have their own crypto wallet as well? Like, does that mean that um, you know you're gonna? It's it because that would help. Like when you, I was talking it last night to a few people, and they're not in the space. They're asking you know how the space is doing. There's not a bunch of question about it. And there's still like this divide between people like really like not understanding the space. But it's not because they can't get it or because they're not smart enough. It's because there's still a very high barrier to entry to a lot of the technology used in the space. I mean, MetaMask is still fucking unusable to the average person. Like, it's like, it's like such a bad tool, you know? I don't know why. It's still just, it's not working out pretty well for a lot of people. Um, and so there's still like this like friction um, to, uh, to onboarding uh, the masses into space. So could Apple be that? That would be good. Um, will that pump our bags? You're spot on with that, though, man. It's like if you've watched a lot of the Apple conferences the last couple of years, like they're talking moving more into financial services, more into healthcare. So like they've already kind of cornered the market of people and time and like fanboys that will never get rid of the product. So what can they keep on adding on? And that makes perfect sense. I mean, look at the wallet, the passport, like everything you can have on there. Then eventually you have the Apple glasses that are going to come out next year, which is AR, VR to start. And it's all moving to that next paradigm shift of home computing. And whether that's mixed reality, a headset, uh, you know, it, it's crazy, especially if they own a lot of it. Wild to see where we're going to be in 10 years from now. 
Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to to to, to follow where we're in ten years from now. Um, and so yeah, I can't wait to see. I mean, we should get someone from Apple. Come on, space. Let's go, Tim Cook. If you're hearing this, Eddie Q. Eddie Q. Come on on. <laughs> it would be a. It would be great um, to see um, to see someone um, come in um, come in here and uh, you know and talk to us about Apple's plans. Imagine though, like imagine, you know how like the Apple event is uh is really really big every year like i i always love to watch it i think it's fun the way like they have this whole production thing and imagine you watching it one day like in the next couple of years maybe next year right and you're like presenting apple wallet new crypto wallet blah 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 it would be crazy you know like you know integrating nft and blockchain technology blah 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 i think i think we're getting there right um and uh, and we'll see what happens there but then going back on the disney side um I'm not too sure. Um, I'm not too sure what, like, exactly the way they're going to approach the space, but it's going to be cool to see. I mean, I don't know, like, um, you know, is it just to come and sell you, like, a bunch of Mickey Mouse NFTs and is that, or is it just to really come and build, like, and create experiences around their theme parks and maybe, like, I don't know, maybe their own metaverse and whatnot. Like, I don't know how they're going to approach it, but it's going to be interesting to see. Um, and to me, like, it's really bullish when you can now, like, talk to people and be like, hey, like, it's been cool to see, you know, the Starbucks approach of like the rewards program on on chain for the NFTs. I'm a huge fan of that one. Uh, you know, Disney and then Apple and it's not so it just helps. Like to me, it's just like all these little things that slowly but surely I'll build a narrative. Rebecca, good morning. GM, I am. I GM. hopped up here as quick as I could when you guys started talking about Disney. So like I was a Disney artist for 18 years and um, they announced like, you know, they had Dragon Chain back in 2017, which they um, abandoned and then, you know, made it open source. So um, like with their with their um i can't say too much about their plans but um the way that that it's gonna be modeled is that they understand that um you know not every household is going to have access to or can afford like an oculus or a vr headset so they're going to have um like metaverse uh capabilities or like like virtual tourism experiences like to their theme parks like through people's phones so and this has been announced as public um and the way that they can do it is like they can model and this is kind of what i hope um yuga labs does with other side as well because i think like virtual tourism in like a metaverse sense is like a billion dollar industry that can be disrupted so like in terms of like taking that money away from traditional tourism like if you could just you know visit virtually but um the way that it's going to happen is like uh, ideally Disney will have you know the equivalent to like an annual pass but as that um, be like an NFT so they'll remove like the whole concept of like e-tickets and then you know using NFTs um, or you know as far as like annual passes and then people can access these metaverses like um, unlimited amounts um, you know during the year or if you wanted to buy like maybe like a day pass um as an nft that has an expiration date um to visit like the the metaverse you know for a day similar how like if you would go in person to the theme park and buy a day pass but this would all be on your phone and the, the beautiful thing about this is because they realize that um you know with covid and with like inflation like a lot of people are saying that um the disney parks like going to disney world and disneyland is too expensive it's cost prohibitive the cost of like 
you know, a family of four flying from Idaho to Orlando, buying a hotel like for a week, getting the park passes, the the merchandise, the the food and all that. They're realizing that um, there is a swath, like large swaths of, of, of families that want the Disney experience, but just can't afford it. So they're bringing that experience like to um, people's houses through their phones. And this is smart because like if a family of four from Idaho can't like sock away $5,000 for a week at Disney, but maybe they can afford like a $250 like family pack of NFTs for a day pass into a metaverse Disney world, then that's money generated that they would not have seen before because the family couldn't afford the $5,000 vacation, right? So they're, they're looking at a way to kind of um, to harness uh, revenue that they wouldn't have been able to get, you know, in the first place, which is so brilliant. And like the parallels that you can take with um, like the, the, um, the in, in, in real life, um, like uh, lines of market, like say merchandise, um, pretty much everything can be duplicated in the in the metaverse, with the experience of with the with the exception of food, right? So, like if you had your um, your park pass as an NFT, a day pass, annual pass, whatever, like you'd enter the metaverse, you'd go into like. Um, uh, you know, into the attractions, into the rides. Sorry, my dogs are crazy. Um, into the attractions and, you know, essentially like experience like the dark rides or the flume rides or um, the boat rides like on your phone. But in a way that like if you're able to turn your phone horizontally and then have it, you know, kind of like close to your face and experience it that way. But also um, like... Um, in terms of like other lines of business, like you could have you walk into a, a virtual um, like shop and buy merchandise, Disney merchandise as NFTs for your avatar, be able to meet up with people in, in like the Disney World metaverse. Like there's so many parallels that are going to be taken that are really going to disrupt the the tourism industry. And I, and I just I'm so glad <laughs> that you guys are talking about this because I'm a huge Disney fan myself. Like I said, I worked for them as an artist for 18 years. Like this is this is really the path that they're going to take and it's going to, it's going to be amazing. I'm here for it. I love to hear that. Let's go. Yeah. This is uh yeah, they have like this. I mean, Disney's a monster like Disney <laughs> shit. Like so a player like that coming in uh, can only be good. Uh, but I guess we'll see how they, 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 they come into space. Hopefully uh, they buy my bags. Um, you know, Disney, if you're listening, OpenSea.io forward slash Farouk, F-A-R-O-K-H. Um, and then you can just go out there and go on the shopping spree. You know? What did Disney buy Marvel for a while back? Was it $4 billion? Uh, I think. Um, oh. what's, what's open? I think it was $4 billion or two, $2 to $4 billion. I'm pretty sure it was 4, four. Yeah, 4 Yeah. Uh, that was a great move on them. I'm sure they could probably come in and buy like, 100 nft projects for like one tenth of that price maybe a thousand that's a lot of ip and if one of them hits so if disney's out there hi come on in get the bags <laughs> i mean they're holding in 2021 disney was holding 200 billion dollars worth of assets <laughs> so look, look how much cash on hand apple has yeah isn't apple the company that has the most cash on hand 
it, it was something like that. I think I'm it was pretty some... sure, but that's like an OSF Mando uh, brain. Yeah, that's something that. OSF and Mando would know. But, but, but you guys one, think, one you should guys, be gone guys... already, and the other is sleeping, most likely. <laughs> you guys used to probably trade those stocks, Apple and Disney. How, what do you, how do you guys feel about that towards a broader market? No, we never, like, so we traded high yield. So we traded companies that were, like, kind of half shit. And then we traded distress, which were basically shit companies. So Apple and so Disney. We traded shit like, coins. We traded shitcoins, yeah. We traded like the <laughs> we traded the traditional market equivalent of shitcoins and liquid NFTs. Um, so like Apple and Disney are like a huge companies with like they have a ton of cash, they have a lot of debt, but it's all very like low interest rate debt. Um, so we never really like got involved in trading that kind of stuff. I guess um, it's just like a different animal, really. We used to trade sex flags, which which is I guess a hey, we Disney. Have a sex flags here <laughs> Not quite Disney, huh? <laughs> <laughs> six flags <laughs> holy shit there will be I, no six flags to, to disney comparisons in my world thank you very much <laughs> they just don't compare that, that's what we're trying to say we used to trade shit coins basically <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's funny that you said that um but it's uh yeah i guess uh i guess i guess we'll see what happens there i'm trying to scroll through is it is it is it bullish you think if like if apple Bought Yuga. Sorry, if a uh, Disney bought Yuga. I mean, would they bought uh, Not right now. I, I I could see it five, ten years from now, but I think if Disney was to come in and buy it, it would not be best for the overall space right now. Um, I, I think the the founders there still are going with their vision of really being able to keep yeah. you know, the original apes and be a part of it. They've been trying their best, even with all the VC money coming in, because we know what happens there. We've talked about that many times. But I think if Disney came in and bought that, uh, it wouldn't be best for some of the OG holders. And Disney is always going to be looking to drop another product. So that would probably fizzle out over time as new products come in. I guess why I'm, I guess why I asked that question is, like, are they even really a threat to the successful products right now? I don't like, think so. They, they offer a different sort of product, I think. Yeah. Um, it, and I agree with what Rebecca was saying. I'm super stoked for them coming in, but I actually think they can fit in the space without detracting from what's here. It's, I think it's going to be two completely different things. Like, now you're about to see, like, the space really, like, we, we haven't had, like, we, like, Mel and I talk about that a lot, where it's like, there's going to be a point in time where you're going to see millions of people entering the space. At once, like all at once. It's going to be just like floodgates are going to open. It's going to be millions of people. Are they going to come by our bags? The answer is no. Um, and um, and so, but I do think though, but that doesn't mean that uh, there's not going to be our own, maybe our own Disney seeing spun off out of this space. Uh, their next Mickey Mouse or the next this, that. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. Like I, I genuinely think that there are some companies that are going to stand out and just become the big IPs of tomorrow and whatnot. And you're seeing them perhaps right now and they're getting built or perhaps the next big IP has not been built yet. And it's just someone who's going to enter the space because of Disney and is going to have the idea of it because of Apple. And it's going to be like, wow, like, okay, this space is legitimate. Look at what these people have built and they're going to come in and listen and they're going to be interested in the space. I think that's more likely to happen than like the other way around of them coming in and just like either acquiring companies aggressively or, uh, crushing them to zero like i don't think that's gonna happen like disney like like rebecca said i think she gave a good breakdown like i actually see it the same way as you do it's like yeah they're gonna create experiences for their 
for the people who watch their movies and the shows who go to their theme park or their consumers. Like, strictly, I think they're going to strictly, like, focus on consumers and not actual, like, communities and, this, and whatnot. Like, I think they're just going to try and, like, sell more stuff uh, online and whatnot, but not, not more of that approach. But, like, maybe they'll bring someone in that's going to really... Um, that's really, uh, really come and, and change. But you know what? Like, we did message, right? The CEO of Cool Cats to come on. So, uh, you know, he's an ex-Disney guy. So maybe maybe he has some 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 answers uh, for us there. And we'll see what happens then. But I, I, don't, I don't see these big companies and corps, like, uh, coming in as a, as, a, as a threat. Because at the end of the day, like, I still think there's always going to be interest for, like, these companies being built in this space through, like, very strong core communities and whatnot. So, look. It's not going to be all of them, sadly. And I think this bear market has shown us that. Not all of our bags are going to be the next Disney. But, like, there's going to be a few, you know, uh, in, you know, a dozen or dozens. There's going to be a bunch, right? And it's still going to come out of the, out of the woodwork and, uh, and really uh, see a lot of success in my eyes. Uh, Rebecca, what's up? Yeah, so about that, like, I, I, I think that Disney is going to have, like, limited, uh, like, trying to fit into our space, like how we see it and experience it now, I think that's going to be limited. But they're going to focus primarily on how to fit within their own space, and the people and consumers and families and Disney fans that are not in our space. Like, yes, there's going to be overlap. Yes, there's going to be onboarding. It's going to be great for the whole ecosystem at large. But like, in terms of, you know, fitting in within, like, our space how it is now there's probably going to be like a limited you know limited attempts and and in uh, integrations but they're going to truly focus on how they fit everything within their space their communities and you know that that's kind of like how i see it it kind of coming out yeah it's uh it's going to be really interesting to follow i'm uh, super super hyped for um for how this is going to play out uh we'll see but again like Onboarding is important. I, I strongly believe, like, that's why, like, the way we're... I really love how we're positioned, I think, in the space, where it's like, well, yeah, like, you have the masses that are about to enter space and come in and whatnot, and they're going to try and, like, come in and learn more about NFTs or the people who are in the space and, like, a little more, like, they're going to be curious. I think, like, it's good. Like, as soon as you become, like, even, like, when, when I when I look into, like, onboarding people, I'm like, well, are you curious about crypto? Are you curious about Web3? Um, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, 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 that's that's all it takes. Someone curious to come in the space and then try to dig in more. Maybe they enter Twitter. This would not so super bullish on uh, on uh, on you know on 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 a lot of you know things that we're doing here that I think uh, will you know it, you know it's just gonna all trickle down to uh, yes that does mean you know rock radio NFTs uh, and so <laughs> I'm seeing I'm seeing a special guest of the day here so I'm gonna segue. Um, I'm going to segue into that right now. Uh, we have Toadie Hawk, permissionless CC0 Maxi and co-founder of the Noun Square, um, you know, founding member of the Noun Sill. So quite an OG in the whole NounsDAO ecosystem. And we also have Undead Noun 22. Let me bring him up right now. I'm just seeing your request uh, to speak right now. Obviously, you've seen uh, Nouns uh, projects and NounsDAO uh, led by Punk4156, uh, you know, gain quite some traction over the last few months, uh, but I'm going to let Mando here uh, introduce our guests, and I'm excited to get into this conversation because it's really an interesting ecosystem that's being built there um, in a true decentralized uh, fashion. Yeah, look, I've been interested in nouns for, for a long time, um, and it was like an interesting turn from four and five, six about a year ago, right, where he sold all his punks and then moved all into this concept of, of nouns, and the... Um, 
the idea around it, and we can kind of go into a bit more detail, is that one noun a day is sold. Um, I think there's about 400 nouns currently sold since the, the project was launched. Um, and they sell each day for pretty much anywhere from between 60 to kind of 150 ETH, uh, depending on the noun that, that gets sold. Um, now, there's an original founding team. A lot of them are anonymous, um, which are the nounders. But it's a decentralized um, organization, DAO, that that is now looking to do a ton of different stuff in the space. And I wanted to get some engaged members of the community to kind of explain what the project is, maybe in more detail and, and what's going on. So Tony, uh, Tony Hawk, thanks for coming on the show. I know you run your, your concurrently, you run your, your, your nouns o'clock show. Um, so you're coming in off the back of that, but yeah, maybe, um, maybe introduce yourself and kind of what, what you're doing in the space and then we can get to more depth about nouns. Yeah, absolutely. Th thanks so much for having us for commando OSF. Love you guys. And uh, sorry we're late. As Mando just mentioned, uh, we do a Twitter space is very similar to this one for the Nouns ecosystem uh, every day. Uh, the only difference is because it takes place at the exact time uh, that the Nouns auction ends for the day, it actually drifts by 15, 15 to 30 minutes a day. So it's, it's pretty fun uh, producing a show that literally moves every single day. That's uh, cool. Yeah. I love Nouns o'clock, 9 o'clock. <laughs> Awesome. So that's what it just so happened that today, nine o'clock fell right at 1030. So when Mando said he'd like to have us on, I was like, well, <laughs> slight conflict, but we could definitely drop in right after. So we just finished over there and we told our audience to come over. So hopefully they're they're coming in. Awesome. It's great to have you. Thanks. Uh, thanks so much for coming. So, yeah, maybe maybe do you want to give a little um, five minute speech on what nouns is and, and kind of maybe what it, what it's been for you as well as part of the ecosystem? Yeah, I, I think what makes Nouns really interesting uh, as a project is it is an NFT project, but because only one Noun is minted every day, the velocity of, of new members coming in is a lot lower than uh, your typical you know, 10K PFP. Um, and so it, it makes for a real builder culture because uh, you know where most communities might have 10,000 members off the bat that all own the, the NFT, uh, in Noun's case, you know, there's really only, Noun22 can probably correct me here, but maybe 250 or so individual owners who actually own the Noun's NFTs. Uh, but then there's hundreds of people like myself who, who don't own Nouns actually, but are building things within that ecosystem because we were attracted to the, to the community, to the vibe and to what's going on here. And then on top of that, there's thousands of people who are fans who are tuning into things like Noun O'Clock and buying extension projects and whatnot. So it's a really unique project in that sense where you've got all these engaged community members and uh, you know only a very small subset of them are uh, owners of the DAO or members of the DAO, but so many of them are really active and passionate about what Nouns is trying to do. So what is Nouns trying to do? Maybe let's get into the depths of it. Like, well, I know there's a lot of, um, you know, social good, which is being done with the funds. I also saw that they're, you know, they're spinning up a, a skateboard brand actually a couple of weeks ago. But yeah, maybe let's get into what the actual goals are. Because at the moment, it feels like it's just a pool of funds and then everyone's trying to work out what to really do with it. But I'd be interested to hear, like, what are the main principles that are guiding those those funds? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I actually want to defer to Noun22 on this one just because he talks often about an emergent value set for nouns, which I think is really interesting in context of this question. So I'll, I'll pass it over to Noun22. He's an OG, obviously, with uh, the 22nd noun that was ever minted, and he's a core contributor with the DAO. So. Hey, thanks, Tony, and, and thanks, guys, for, for having me on. Yeah, so the goals of the Nouns project, I think at, at its simplest level, are basically just like proliferating the brand in, in by whatever means possible. Uh, and there's a lot of you know different ways that we do that. You mentioned skateboarding brands and, and public goods, uh, but basically it's you know it, it's it's this experiment where you know the 
proliferation is really the, the end goal. Uh, but the means by which we do it and, and the culture and the value set of what nouns represents is, is emergent, which is to say, like, it wasn't defined from the outset, but we're kind of seeing, you know, what it's turning into over the, you know, call it the, the year and change that the project's been around. You know, so there's been a big emphasis on public goods, on, on you, know, uh, you know, charities, uh, you know, on, on doing to things like, you know, just keep like Ethereum running and, and developers, uh, you know, skate parks. But really... You know, we're open to anyone kind of coming to the project with a clever, like, creative, unique idea that can, like, help get nouns get out there. And and people who come to nouns with, you know, like, a vision of what nouns means to them. Like, because it's CC0, there is no, like, one canonical vision of the nouns brand, right? It's not like Disney where, like, you know, there's a CEO who decides what everything is and and how everyone should, like, is supposed to enjoy, uh, you know, the characters. Uh, anyone can kind of build whatever story or world they want using this. And, and you know, we have, we have a treasury, I think, of like $40 million now uh, where, you know, if you come to nouns and say, oh, I want to do something or build this world, build this story, help proliferate the meme, you know, it, it's really easy for people to get funded and work on like a, crea- a creative project, uh, like completely of their own choosing. So the nouns brand, it, it's there's certain things that you were alluding to that it's starting to come to mean, but I think what, what's important about it being CC0 is that really anyone's able to do whatever they want with it. Okay, that's a really good dis- description. And and can you maybe give a little bit of a setup of, of how it's, sorry, a, bit, a little bit of context of how it's all set up? Like you've mentioned various different organizations here, like there's the Nouncil, there's the core contributors, there's the Noun Square. Like how how is this all set up um, in terms of who governs the fund? And then we've also seen like the prolifera- proliferation of, of like little nouns, nounlets, like, Maybe maybe give a little bit of context about what is actually uh, the broader broader ecosystem. Sure. So the 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 whole big treasury right is governed by noun owners, where one noun equals one vote, uh, and so you know people can put or, or noun holders can put proposals up on chain, uh, you know that, that require all nouns to to vote on. But as, as time's going on, you know we we've started to delegate responsibilities to like different groups, like for example. I run a small grants program where we just, you know, the, the, the treasury funded me and, and my team, but we have, you know, something like 100, 200 ETH to kind of give out in small grants for things that might not be, you know, uh, might not merit, you know, everyone's attention and go on chain for, for you know, things like one ETH or two ETH here or there. Uh, you know, there's also Prop House, which is another small grants tool or, 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 or just a tool that, you know, we can use to disperse funds where people come with, There'll be a round announcement where we say, hey, we're going to get out, you know, five prizes of two ETH. Everyone comes and submits proposals and then members of the DAO vote on that. Uh, but some of the things that you were alluding to are just other pods that have been funded. We have like a, a tech grants pod that focuses on you know, technical infrastructure. Uh, we have an esports pod uh, where they've done some, you know, sponsorships in esports. Toady runs uh, Noun O'Clock, which is, you know, the, the Twitter space is obviously uh, around when, when the Noun's auctions go off. But people can come to the DAO and just basically be like, hey, like, here's something I'm doing, here's something I want to do, and get kind of funded and have this this pod where they do it. Uh, and, and to your, there's other collections, right? Other derivatives, like you mentioned, little nouns. Like little nouns is not because it's CC zero. Like there, there wasn't no one made the decision to officially launch this. Like we funded mint fees to get it off the ground, right? We gave you guys one ETH because they had an idea. But little nouns is just a project that launched itself. Right, like like it, its own founders, its own separate team, but because the art is similar, and because they gave ten percent of the ownership of, of their project to us, like we didn't ask them for it, they just did. 
uh, it's kind of been, it, it's not official, right? But people look at it, you know, as, as, as a, a well-regarded extension project. And, and because they gave 10% of the ownership to, to Nounsdow, uh, you know, the, we do effectively have a financial stake in it. Even though and they and they also own originally. eight. They also own eight nouns as well, so it kind of goes both ways. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I okay. I, I gotta say, I like the little nouns a lot. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty cool, right? They're cute. Yeah. And okay, so that so now I get a better concept of how, how it's um, of the organization of it all. Can maybe go into like what what has been done with the funds so far? Like what are what are the main things that have been done over the last twelve months with the funds? I know some money's been spent for advertising, but is it, is it always is funding always li- given out, which has to be linked to like extending the meme, or is it is it independent of that in in some ways? Well, yeah, I mean, any any proposal can be made so long as you own two nouns or if you, if someone delegates you a second noun. So you can make a proposal and it can really be anything. But as 22 alluded to earlier, um, you know, every every owner has one vote. And so it has to be something that appeals to the broad consensus of the DAO, right? And so typically that, that has tended to be proposals that, like 20 said, 22 said earlier, proliferate the meme and just let more people know about about nouns and sort of activate that flywheel of bringing more people into the ecosystem, which creates better proposals. And in, in the process, there's tons of other, um, you know, uh, proposals for public good, things like infrastructure. Uh, now 22 mentioned Prop House, which is a public infrastructure that's been uh, created by Seneca, one of the uh, the, the founders of nouns, uh, as a way to disperse funds from a treasury out to ideas in, in sort of a codified manner. Um, that's something that's going to be open sourced soon and, and sent out to other DAOs and other organizations to be able to use. Um, I think you might have mentioned some charity props. There's one uh, that is basically giving prescription glasses to kids who can't afford them. Uh, so that's a, a pretty, you know, nounish thing to do. So you can kind of, if you read through the props, which are all available to read on nouns.wtf, and then you click the DAO tab, you can read through and see all the different props that have been made over the last year and change. So there's been 143 props and uh, you can get a, a good uh, sort of cross section of what types of things are being funded. So it's what I'm excited to get here is it's a much broader ecosystem than just the the 250 people that own nouns as well. Like, so can you maybe describe like you you work as p- part of a delegator, like a group of de- people who do the delegating uh, voting actions, right? Yes. How how what who else is there in that like broader um, ecosystem of people? Like, if people are interested in nouns, they don't have you know 100 and 100 plus grand to spend on a noun. How can they get involved? Yeah, that's a great point. So I think you're referring to Nounsel, which uh, is an interesting story with Nounsel. Uh, 4156, who who was the, the main founder of, of Nouns, uh, who over a year a year ago uh, posted a, a white paper Twitter thread uh, with the idea for Nouns and sort of uh, gathered together the Avengers uh, team that, that created Nouns. Um, he tw- tweeted, I think, in February saying, how can nouns sort of connect better with other nounish nft extensions and other builders who don't own nouns but are interested in what's going on here and a conversation from twitter sort of migrated into discord and nounsel was born with the idea of being sort of a, a council of nounish builders people who are really passionate about what's going on here but don't necessarily own a noun yet um to get together and and basically you know help each other out and also um you know we started out governing just one noun which 4156 delegated over to our council 
council uh, so that we would vote on proposals according to you know what we thought should should be um, and use 4156s noun to vote. Uh, since that time, we've now been delegated, I think, 13 other nouns. So there's 14 nouns that are sort of under the purview of Nouncil. And there are, we've grown from 24 members up to 100 people. And basically, the only stipulation to join Nouncil is that you need to be working actively on a nounish project in some, in some respect and have shipped something that you can show. Uh, so it's very low bar to entry because we want to get as many people involved as possible. And we, we kind of chat in a specific uh, channel on discord and have a weekly call and, and do lots of stuff so if you're if you're interested if, if you're someone that likes to build stuff and you're interested in nouns it really is a good touch point to drop in the discord uh, drop into the nouncil channel it's a completely public discord by the way so if you go into the nouns discord the only two channels that you can't see are a couple ones that are for noun owners only but there's the majority 90 percent of the channels you can you can see as and, and interact uh, no matter what so you can just go in check out the nouncil channel drop in and say hi and, and we're a pretty welcoming bunch so. Yeah, look, I, I think that's that's really interesting how people have like latched onto the concept, even if they can't get involved get involved in the um in the idea itself. Can we maybe go into the the concept of DAOs? Like, I think a lot of DAOs have have not really done that amazingly well, just because maybe they lack that. Um, you know, they're, they're a different brand of organization. They don't have that core group potentially who are incentivized at the top to kind of drive it forward. And sometimes things get lost in tragedy of the commons. How, how has the DAO functioned over the last year? Like how many, how much, um, how many things have been voted on? Like how, how much, how, how has participation, like has it been relatively successful you think so far or have there been like teething pains as it's been set up? Uh, I'll let you take that one 22. Yeah, sure. We've. I'm just looking right now. We've done 143 different proposals. Wow. Uh, yes. I mean, things are things are moving well. I mean, there's there's the Nounders who founded the project, and they have 10 percent ownership. Uh, and then there's been the emergence of of some other large owners, uh, some other large delegates. Uh, I'm delegated to by by I think the 17 or or 18 different people right now. It, it's been interesting to see kind of like the, the political science and the political governance of the DAO evolve over time with one new member added every day. Like things were a lot, you know, simpler when there was call it 20 of us, right? Like a year ago, but now with one new member every day, uh, you kind of see some of the growing pains of, of just having a, you know, a, a, a large diversity of opinions, you know, some larger people, people with a larger financial stake. Also like as time goes on, it just gets more challenging for new members of the community to, you know, get up to speed, just given everything that's going on. But everything is, is still, you know, very functional. I'd say this is one of the more successful models of a DAO. I mean, what's nice about it is the proposals do not get super contentious, right? Like if you're talking about a DeFi protocol and a DAO governing that, like, you know, the switching a fee on or, or, or changing a fee, right, can be very contentious because some people make a lot of money, some people lose a lot of money. Uh, but, you know, what we're doing here is basically all in kind of service of proliferating the meme like doing like cool interesting stuff with the money to like get nouns out there so there's not a lot of like hurt feelings and and, and upset people depending on, on how things go it's like we're, we're all basically very aligned on like 99 percent of things with just like one percent of difference on on actual impl implementation uh so things are super functional um i i, I you know with like 200 people you know it, it, it's still a relatively small group uh, so it'll be interesting to see how it evolves. You know, it's it certainly changed over the last six months, and I can imagine six months from now it'll feel pretty different just as, as more people enter the DAO. Yeah, so I, I, if I'm doing the maths right, it's going to take like 30 years for you to get to a 10K project, right? <laughs> Something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That sounds right, yeah. 
Okay. So, yeah, you, you still got some time before things get maybe out of hand. But um, <laughs> I wanted to ask as well, like, I mean, I don't want to get into too many issues here, but, like, uh, I know that the U.S. is now starting to look at DAOs a lot more. Like, are you domiciled in any way, or is it just, like, a non-domiciled DAO? Like, you're, 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 not, you're not affected by regulation in any way? Uh, there is a noun foundation in the Cayman Islands, but I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'm not really the best person qualified yeah. to speak on yeah. this thing. I'm just I'm just interested because I know DAOs with big funds that that like that that's going to be the next question like oh what can we actually do with these funds under regulation but I think most DAOs are trying to are doing that like they're, they're domiciling themselves in 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 Cayman or something like that and and then the, it's kind of a free remit to, to kind of do what you like so I guess my next question is what what's the what do you think the future is going to look like for now it's like it is you talk to other now members like what is, what are the the aspirations maybe five years down the line like where 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 do you see this this project being, and like, are there any really exciting things you guys are funding at the moment that might have a long long term trajectory to them? The stupid buddy one is pretty cool. Twenty two. Yeah, yeah, we're we're fun. Stupid buddy, we're the creators of Robot Chicken. We're we're you know filming a documentary on a lot of things that we've done in the first year. There's been, uh, Tony, are there any like super exciting things or longer term ones that kind of come to mind right now of things that we're working on? I can talk about like the broad trends, but specific projects that come to mind um well yeah there's there's lots of different ones that are funded going back to the charity aspect as well i know like there's the glasses for kids uh which is going to be you know continuing on and and, and doing a, a bigger lot of glasses soon as well um yeah there, there's there's lots of interesting ones happening i think the most exciting thing about the dow is just um a lot of people who are builders already in their own right come into nouns. They see what kind of a builder culture there is. Uh, they figure out where their skills will best be served. And then they, they often will do like a smaller proposal either through um, NSFW, which is now strategic funding works. That's what 22 heads up the small grants um, arm that he talked about earlier, uh, or they put a proposal up on nouns prop house, uh, which is where you basically compete for ETH with ideas. Um, so they do that and, and do like a smaller proof of concept or MVP. And then often if that's successful, they'll, they'll end up going on chain uh, with a bigger, you know, full proposal. So I think that's the most exciting thing about the DAO is just to see that sort of flywheel in action and the evolution of builders who come in, um, you know, find their legs, figure out what they're doing. And then, you know, before you know it, two months in, they're building something pretty, pretty huge um, funded by the treasury. So that, that's exciting to me. That, yeah. that's pretty, oh sorry go ahead oh no i was gonna say one of the cool things about the auction distribution mechanism like one a day it kind of it creates an incentive structure for like longer term thinking um versus I, i've seen a lot of like DAOs or nft projects where everything is released at once or, or there's a coin and you know like it pumps it dumps uh, and then you never hear about it again uh versus like the way that nouns is distributed one a day it kind of creates it moves slower, right? Like it doesn't lend itself to like the pumponomics of a lot of different projects. But by doing that, it kind of incentivizes people to come and stay and build for the long term. Um, and so I, I think it's very unique in a space where, you know, there's a lot of things that kind of pop up. They have 15 minutes of fame. You never hear about them again. Or, or you know, there's immediately like a fork of a fork of a fork of a fork of a fork. Uh, you know, now I think is, is really represents something unique and different in space uh, and, you know, and something that I think is going to be able to stick around for a long time uh, because of the structure and because of the people that it's brought in. Another thing that might be worth mentioning, too, is that sometimes people come up with a great idea and they do a proposal and it's successful and maybe it's in Hong Kong or, or somewhere around the world. And then 
what I've noticed happen a lot in prop house is someone in Indonesia or someone in Singapore will see that and say, well, wow, that would work really well here too. And then they'll just basically copy the idea and put their own spin on it and, and propose it again. And so uh, an idea, so an example I can give of that recently was uh, there was a group in Singapore uh, that runs a little sub DAO called Nouns in Singapore. They got funded by, by 22 with uh, Nouns Small Grants to do a beach cleanup uh, where they basically wore Nouns shirts and Nouns glasses and went and cleaned up a, a dirty beach on the east coast of Singapore. So they did that and then they did a report and then on the Noun Square, which is our, our daily show, uh, we decided to do a contest for people to do you know another round of these cleanups and there was maybe... Th- 50 60 entries where people all over the world were cleaning up a section of their their area and then you know in the most recent round of prop house which happens every every couple weeks uh there's a couple others who are looking to do you know bigger cleanups in uganda and other parts of of the world so this is like literally like not just proliferation of a meme but like those emergent value set principles that noun 22 was talking about earlier where it's like yes we can all agree it's nounish to clean up garbage on the side of of the road you know or or on on a beach and uh, it's kind of cool just to see how that can kind of circulate and, and and move around the world without any coordination necessary i love that i love when you guys say it's nounish to go and clean up a beach or side of the road i think it's cool it's uh I, I i was just thinking like if more people um out there were aware of the things that you can do through DAOs and and even like the access to grants and all these things like it's like it would blow their minds like you know it's crazy it's like hey like there's like a 40 million dollar treasury sitting in the project uh in the nft space and like you can use part of that treasury of course if the voting goes through uh to do good right or build cool things you know and i think i think it's really cool that's one thing about the nouns um which 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 i've noticed and hopefully one day could, could join that community is is like it's it's filled it's stacked with like really cool people who who always want to kind of push the space forward right and i i guess that's due also to like the culture that 4156 and then you know avid members like you guys you know have have built uh within the space within the ecosystem I, i'd love to ask you Tony, you know 22 like who are some you know maybe you want to name some of the prominent like builders your most active contributors in in the nouns um ecosystem because i think it's cool i mean you talk about builders talk about people doing cool things uh using the treasury and props i mean the 140 props that's pretty impressive wow um is there like maybe kind of wanted to ask you about that uh maybe a, a recent one we could highlight would be uh, blue xanadu i don't know if you guys know him he's kind of uh famous on youtube in his own right but he's got uh, um a series with his character blue uh, which he does all through Unreal Engine, and uh, and it's really neat. He did a prop recently to basically do an entire episode and, and some more um, assets and whatnot, all with, with nouns in 3D. So that that's kind of cool. It's just neat to see people who are sort of already successful in their own right doing what they're doing, and they're looking at what nouns is doing and saying, okay, I see a collab opportunity here. And, and uh, you know, as soon as, as soon as the DAO heard about it and he put a lot of work into his proposal and showed like a full, almost a full episode already before he even got funded, with the 3D nouns and everything, um, and you know, it was it was pretty impressive to everybody who saw it. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That was really great. Huh? Yeah, no, Zanadu great. I actually have I've seen his videos before. <laughs> it's uh, it's a lot of fun stuff. Yeah, you guys have a lot of people that are really trying to do cool shit uh, in the space. And then maybe like before we like you know, as we slowly get to to twelve o'clock, um, it's like maybe we can hear like, like what is. If someone wants to participate within the noun ecosystem, so one thing I find really cool about y'all, um, and I've heard about that before, and then I know you guys reiterate on that, it's like 
the Discord and everything you're doing is fully open. Like, yeah, you may have one or two channels, like, just for noun holders, that's normal. But, like, everything you, like, everything nouns do is, is very, like, in the open. And anybody can participate. Like, you don't have to actually go and pay 80 ETH for a noun uh, to go and participate in the ecosystem. Maybe run us through the process of, like, someone listening right now that really has a great idea, but obviously lacks funding and things in alliance with y'all. I know you have a lot of fans. I mean, I see a lot of people rocking the nouns glasses and it's really cool, right? The noun glasses have become quite this iconic thing in the NFT space. Like how does one go about like participating within your ecosystem and like, or perhaps getting, you know, one of those grants? Yeah. So, I mean, first things first, I would say come to the discord. Um, like I said, we're all really friendly and welcoming there. And then we have, uh, a discourse forum, which is just like, you know, typical forum where people will post uh, requests for small grants funding, you know, anything under like five ETH is something that I usually look at. Um, and so, but if you want to kind of, if anyone's listening to this and they kind of want to just, you know, just get feedback on their idea or see the kind of things that we're into or looking for, like just come to the discord. Um, I'm always hanging out there. Uh, so you can, you know, just post a message there and, and, and get my attention pretty easily. Farouk, I just posted, uh, pinned something to the space. I hope that was okay. But uh, yeah, it's just totally. a link to a site that was actually, it was actually built by a community member. So it's not a, an official site uh, made by the DAO, but it's made by a, a builder within the community uh, named CDT. And he's just done a, a really good job of breaking down everything for new people to nouns. So if you go there, you can get like an introduction to nouns, the whole history of nouns. Uh, if you're a builder or an artist, you can actually see all of the traits. You can download all of the traits for nouns to remix them and make your own extensions. Uh, there's a tab there called Get Funding that basically shows you, like, these are the three tiers of funding and how to go about getting funded for your idea. And then there's a, also a directory that shows, like, all of the different nounish uh, projects that have been built uh, over time. So that's, that's a really helpful place to check out. That's cool. So nouns. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. 22. No, that oh, was that me. Was I was just saying, I, I love that. I, I like how organized it is. Yeah, like, it doesn't dope. feel as though this has been this is set up in a very, very strong way from what I've seen from other DAOs. Like, uh, it takes a long time, I think, to get funds out of some other some other ones. So, I, I think it's um it's interesting what you guys have done. I wanted to ask quickly as well because I know we have the fractional boys on tomorrow. Like, what what are noun lets? I know that's like the fractional version which is coming up, <laughs> and maybe maybe someone could give a two minute description of what those are. Oh, sure. So, yeah, I don't, I don't want to steal Fractional Thunder or Tessera, I should say. I don't want to steal their thunder too much. But basically, you can take one noun uh, and then nounlitify it or whatever is the term, uh, and it'll turn it into a hundred different nounlets that it will auction off uh, over a set period of time. I forget the exact period of time, but basically uh, it allows a single noun to be broken down into a hundred different nounlets, and those nounlets have a vote on who to delegate the, the vote of that noun to. So, it should be able to scale nouns by allowing, you know, a, a lower entry price and, and still allow, you know, people of this who own the noun to kind of feel like they're part of like a, a sub community uh, within noun. And how does that work with like voting and stuff? Do they delegate it to one person or? Yeah, yeah, exactly. All a hundred of the, the noun that owners just have a vote over who to delegate the, the, the master nouns vote to. They, but they don't. They don't individually participate in every single proposal. They just, they just vote on who, who's the who's the delegate of, of their of the of the noun. Okay. And, yeah. and and again, important to mention that it's not something that's done by the DAO. This is just something that was independently 
developed by you know by Dee's and Andy at, and Tessera. So, which is the beautiful thing about the whole thing, right? It's like you can have a noun, or and you can and the the fact that it's DAO, it's decentralized, and it's CC zero. Like you can just go out there and just build and add value to the network and extract value from the network as well, uh, all while doing cool stuff. So, which is really cool. Like, I'm super bullish on DAOs. Obviously, the way we're set up as a DAO, obviously, it's very different than you guys. But there's a lot of things to learn from from Nas DAO. Like, wow. Like, I'm happy we got this segment in today because, um, because the way you're all set up and organized. And I, mean, I didn't know about this Noun Center thing. Uh, but I'm going to go and geek out on it a little bit after this because um, it's really interesting. Um, everybody should check it out. Nouns.center. Um, very smart. Uh, the small grants, so you have the prop house, you have the proposals. Um, there's a lot, um, there's a lot going on, uh, over there in the, in the nouns now in this ecosystem. Uh, congrats, I guess, to, to, to all you guys. Cause it's, uh, it's a lot of fun, uh, what y'all doing. Uh, the, the story, the story behind Nouns Center is interesting as well because CDT came sort of into Nouns early on in, in the ecosystem, and he was just like, you know, what can I build? And he just started making this site, and you know, permissionlessly, and and started you know updating it, and making it better and better. And you know, today CDT is a full time resident with uh, with Nouns, so he basically put up a proposal to work full time on back end and front end stuff for uh, for Nouns. So it's kind of neat to see a trajectory of someone who just came in and said, what what does the DAO need? What does the community need? what can I build and then built it and then you know now it's literally his full-time job he quit quit his other full-time job I think what six months ago 22 to to join now full-time so it's kind of cool I love yeah, it something like that I love, I love that. that I feel like most of the things we see from nouns are gonna be things like that created from the community yeah. like people trying to get the glasses and the name and proliferate like it's all gonna be stuff that's born like surrounding the DAO like with the help of it it's beautiful Dude, the yeah. noun mug. Yo, that one's badass. Sorry, I'm going through the projects. <laughs> going through the project section. Like, all these projects. This is so cool. It's really organized. Like, um, man, building a DAO is tough as fuck. So, like, being able to, like, organize it, which is why, you know, 22, you're talking about, like, since it's one a day, it's kind of easier, right? Because it's like you're able to slowly but surely grow. Uh, the brand and like you know not have this huge influx of people go in and go out right so it's um wow very yeah but, but anyone can come right like yeah discord and all those projects are just people that they did it by themselves right and like so if you have any idea of like oh this is like if, I, if you're a creative if you're whoever you are if you have like your own interests and your own skills and you can like use them in service of just like getting the nouns brand more out there like we will give you thousands of dollars very quickly if you demonstrate some like genuine interest to work on a creative project completely of your own choosing really, Hell, 20 22 will give you thousand dollars just for getting a tattoo oh yeah yeah. if you get a really announce i pay for it yeah <laughs> <laughs> no questions asked no way <laughs> but that's what i'm saying it's like any way that you can contribute to like tattoos are just like a simple example but like yeah. get, getting the brand out there in some way like it is very easy to come you know, demonstrate some genuine interest in the project and get funded very quickly and very easily uh, to just to just do things that would get nouns more out there, right? And like tattoos are just a a, a, sim a single example of that. That's so funny. People often say that nouns is like is speed running governance, which I think is definitely true. Uh, but I always uh, think of it in the way that they're actually speed running branding because it's like they're creating this 
global brand that I think will be as recognizable as the Nike swoosh if it's not already. Uh, and it's going to take a fraction of the time that it took Nike to make that a, a world brand. Totally. I don't know if it's as big as Nike already. But. No, no, no sorry. It's, it's like up there. As, <laughs> I meant to say it's as... as, as, as <laughs> I know what he meant. I know what you meant. I know what you meant. And, you know, you're, you're kind of created the, the swoosh of Web3, but it's... um, it's I, I, as someone who loves branding, I just love the fact that you can just allow... And that's not something... I'm happy we... Did the show today, Mando? Because I think a lot of the rug radio holders can even learn from this uh, because it's like the similar way. Like we're trying to build a network of people where everybody can add to it. And then using the DAO and the funds that we have now, obviously not as big as you guys, but we still have like quite a bit of fun in there. Like you're able to like fund initiatives from the community that are going to be able to better the space. Like I remember like uh, we have a couple contributors in, in our DAO that are really big. In, like we love the little nouns and nouns DAO and everything you guys are building. And we're really excited about the show today. And I know that they're, they're, they're also participating within your ecosystem, but like, they came in and they're trying to build something and we're able to fund it and, and go on with it. And it's like such a, it's such a cool new way to build brands and companies and turbo speed and be able to really go out there while you lay the foundation as a founder and you build on, you work on a bunch of different things and have like contributors and, you know, your holders and community like really add to it, you know, not just be consumers of the brand and the company and just like consume the content and buy every fucking thing that you're trying to sell them. But on top of that, be able to extract value out of the, out of the, out of the business get paid for working and then um, do their own thing and which actually helps the entire network and the company at the end of the day. So I really like it. I, I'm a big fan of DAOs um, and I think that obviously Nouns DAO is is, uh, is spearheading this movement. So it's uh, it's interesting. I think everybody should look into it. And with that... Wait, wait before, before, before you go, I just want to say, Toddy, I miss you, bud. Haven't talked to you in a while. <laughs> I love that. We got we to gotta, we gotta go and, and, and hit up the noun square every now and then. It's fun. Nine o'clock is fun. I love FOMO nouns. <laughs> I, might, I might be going on next week, next Monday. No yeah, way. Next Monday, we're having Mando on. You're welcome like, too, Farouk, if you want to come. I'm in. I'm in. You, right, give, me give me a date. Give me a date. If it's not during the show, I'll, 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 come and, I'll come on the show and say what's up. I'd love to. Um, well, the beautiful thing about it is that it moves every day. So while we're, we're uh, at the same time as your show right now, uh, by next week, it'll be closer to noon EST, so you should be good. Done. Perfect. Let, let's let's run it next week. Super excited. Um, FOMO Hounds is a lot of fun. Deez and I, <laughs> over the summer, we'd FaceTime and just, <laughs> you know, like, he'd, he'd, he'd hit a dab and just rip his flip and just, like, vote on the next noun. <laughs> I don't even know and Farouk, I, I live it. close to you, so I'll, I, I live in Ottawa, so I can I can just drive up and we can have bagels and... and, uh, and ah, there you go. Oh my god! I, I'm not gonna lie. I knew you were from Canada just from the accent. I was like, I wonder what city's from. And then there you go, <laughs> Ottawa. That's the answer. My I thought Toronto, but <laughs> but there you go. Another another Canadian. I love that. Represent. Oh my lord. Anyways, with that, a big shout out to a special guest today, uh, Tony and, and now 22. Thank you for coming on and and, and chatting all things now. Now is a lot of fun to. To dive a little deeper into 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 uh, their ecosystem, if you're curious about them, just join the Discord. Like they said, very friendly, and you can just go out there and learn everything. Sounds like it's very organized. So thank you guys uh, for coming on. Um, it was it was really a pleasure as usual. A big thank you to my co-host Osef and Mando and everybody who came on and participated in the space. Simon, Rebecca, thank you for your insight. And Golden is going to post a thread as usual, uh, recapitulating the spaces. Uh, if you're in need of another show. At noon, every day, uh, Ben the Greek, the NFT 101, I pinned it at the top. He's hosting uh, the Bright Moments team, uh, you know, behind Crypto Citizens and whatnot on Rug Radio. Uh, he's hosting great shows. I think it's every day at noon, something like that. 
and they uh, they host like a bunch of different projects and they highlight them and do a deep dive just about one specific project and their founder and the builder. So great show over there uh, happening right now. And with that, I'll see y'all tomorrow at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for another episode of Jam NFTs on Rug Radio. We have a special guest, Andy and Dee's from Tessera. We're going to talk all things uh, fractional NFTs. All right, y'all. See y'all tomorrow. Peace out. Have a great Monday. And it's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day. A GM, GM. On this beautiful day. But good morning, NFTs. We put up for seven Mando. Got the Alpha on Web 3. And it's all on the road radio. It's a beautiful day to have a beautiful day. A GM, GM. Rock Radio.